Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Coming up this week, we're going to talk about mobile ordering at the Disneyland Resort, and we're also going to give our dining review of the Fantasmic Dinner Package at the Blue Bayou Restaurant in the Disneyland Park. All that coming up next. From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, and points around Southern California, this is the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. This is the Dis Unplugged Disneyland Edition, episode 732 for the week of June 18th, 2018. The Dis Unplugged is brought to you by Dreams Unlimited Travel, experts at helping you plan the perfect Disneyland vacation. Visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show coming to you from the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner. Joined at the table this week by my co-host, Mr. Rhino Clavin. Hello. And our West Coast team, our producer, Mr. Tyler Crouch. Hi, everyone. And our Disneyland editor, Ms. Katrina Manzoni. Hi, everyone. So welcome to the show, everybody. Hope you your week is off to a good start. Um, we actually have to make this a shorter show because uh, we're working under... We got started late in recording and we have some time time crunches, so... It's a little bit shorter than the shows are normally going to be, but I hope you will bear with us. <coughs> Excuse me. Uh, first, we're going to start off talking about mobile ordering, uh, which is a recent development in the last few months out at Disneyland. Um, it has recently been expanded. We've been doing it out here in World for a while, and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. And uh, when Rhino and I were out in California a few weeks ago with uh, Tyler and Katrina, we decided to try it out. So first, let's talk about where mobile ordering is available. Uh, Katrina, Tyler? Uh, Well, um, at the Disneyland location, there's the Bengal Barbecue, Galactic Grill, uh, Gibson Girl Ice Cream Parlor, Hungry Bear, Jolly Holiday Bakery Cafe, and Red Red Rose Tavern. Which are some great places to eat. Do you want to go for California Adventure? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, and then uh, over at California Adventure, they have Award Wieners, Clarabelle's Hands Good Ice Cream, Casino Cucamonga Mexican Grill, Corn Dog Castle, Flo's V8 Cafe, Lucky Fortune Cookery, Pacific Wharf Cafe, Paradise Garden Grill, and Smoke Jumpers Grill. So it's like literally every quick service, I think. I, I don't think they've left anything out, actually. Um, yeah, it seems like okay. it's a it's a pretty extensive list, and it's just recent, like I said, it just recently, uh, recently expanded. We used it at the Bengal Barbecue. Uh, while we were out there, we were actually in California Adventure when we decided that's where we wanted to have uh, to have lunch, mm-hmm. and uh, we actually placed the order while we were in California Adventure. Yeah, while we do, were doing the walk over, we would just pass the phone around to everybody, entered in what they wanted to order because it's got the full menu on there. It's pretty easy to use if you haven't used it before. It just list the menu you can select. You can put special instructions on there, add items like waters. Uh, all that sort of stuff in there. So, and yeah, another inter- you know, a cool part too, which we can do here, but uh, it's important. Uh, I'm doing a keto diet right now. Uh, Katrina is uh, does a gluten free uh, diet. Where we were able to put all our special requests in, I was able to say leave the sauce off. Yeah, things like that. Katrina was able to put her dietary restrictions in, 
And yeah. And then also what was kind of cool is if you were doing it in your app and you're an annual pass holder, it automatically included those discounts in there. Yes, too. that was very cool. Yeah, because they used they in Disneyland, they have a lot more opportunities to use their uh, annual pass discount than we do at Walt Disney World, which is something very nice, very special. And uh, I will say this mobile ordering worked very well for us, I would say, because we got there and when we got a place to sit, um, uh, you know, if, for those of you who don't know, once you've submitted your order, when you get to the location, you click in the app and say, I'm here. And then that way your food's not cold and they, they bring it, you know, up to a special location at the counter that says mobile ordering pickup and you go get it. And I was watching the people who were getting in line as we were like sitting after we'd gotten our food. And there were two guys that got in line before we started eating and we ordered twice. So we ordered food. Pete decided like he hadn't ordered enough, um, and so he went. We went on another round where we all got something. And like the second time we went up to pick up our food, the uh, the guys who were in line from our first time were just getting up to the counter to order. And I was like, hmm. Yeah, no, it definitely it definitely saves a lot of time. Uh, and so and for us, it worked great. There were some other friends with us who had ordered uh, separately. Yeah. Um, and one of them. Yeah, his did not work. <laughs> did not work well. Uh, Uh-oh. His uh, took a lot longer. We were actually starting to do our second order yeah. when he just got the order he had placed when we were in California Adventure. I, I don't know if that was like I don't know if he happened to have gotten one of the miscommunication or something like that for him. We were never we were never really sure if it just got lost in the mix because this is still kind of new for them or not or whatnot, but. I'm just really happy it worked out for us because I was starving. And correct, correct me if I'm wrong. Bengal barbecue, every time I pass by, I've only eaten there a couple of times, and it's amazing. It was so, so good. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, especially yeah. I the, love Bengal barbecue. Especially the pork belly. That's by belly. far my favorite. Oh. The, the pork belly skewer. Mm-hmm. Um, I had that too. Was yeah. ridiculous and perfectly keto-friendly, um, as long as you don't have the sauce on it. Um, but that line, it, correct me if I'm wrong, guys, there's always a line. From Bengal Barbecue. Oh, yeah. Recently, yeah. I mean, usually we used to, like a, about a year ago, I think it just started picking up because I feel like we used to just go and grab bacon-wrapped asparagus as a snack and then eat it you know, around the park. But now it's like a 30-minute line or more. Yeah, it seems, like ever since they, it seems like ever since they updated their their menu to include like the rice plates and the hummus and all that stuff, like it seems like it's been a lot more crowded. Um, and I w- that was the thing that I was most excited about when I heard about mobile ordering. I was like, I'm going to order from Bengal Barbecue because I never get to eat there anymore. So it worked out perfectly, and I, and I, and I am excited to do it again, honestly. You, My you- favorite thing about it was, like we said earlier, that in Disney World, they do not accommodate for Katrina's gluten allergy. Um, there's, no, there's no way to do mobile ordering for Katrina in Disney World. But over here, they do, so that's great, you know. Yeah. And it's nice in the app, too, because they have all the allergies. If you just keep scrolling through the menu, um, certain locations have, like, for egg allergy or for dairy or, um, you know, gluten. And so I think it's really, really nice to have that option available to all of us because I was really excited when I saw that. Uh, not all menus have that gluten or the dietary restrictions um, allowed on the app, but... Um, some of the locations, if you just keep scrolling through the menu, you can see the allergies. Which well, I you know, one of the things that one of the things that struck me is that uh, the it, just at least from my standpoint using it, the engine that they're using for this app is the same engine they're using out here. Mm-hmm. So I don't yes. understand why we're not able 
to put those allergy restrictions on. Yeah. I know like in Florida, they're really strict about their allergies. Cause I remember when Tyler got food and I got food, uh, they put uh, like a bottle of water on Tyler's uh, like tray. And my tray is different color. I think it's like green. Uh, Cause it's like an allergy tray in Florida. But when they put the bottle of water on Tyler's tray, I was like, Oh no, you can put it on my tray. And they're like, no, we can't. It already really? touched his tray. And I was like, it's a bottle of water. Okay, fine, whatever. And so I just <laughs> grabbed it, put it in my purse. But I understand like how they take their um, allergies seriously. So I appreciate that. Um, and in California, I think it's just a little different. They don't have it as strict as Florida. I'm, I'm, su- I'm surprised by that. Um, <laughs> I, I would yeah, think that's because I, I, I always felt that was a company policy, not necessarily. I, I don't necessarily know that it's a legal or a law here in Florida that you have to do that. It may be, and I'm, I'm, I'm not familiar with, with food allergies that much. Um, so I don't know that it's not a law in Florida, but I, I, I always thought it was more of a company policy that it was Disney covering their butts. Especially like I think it is if you go into uh, if you go to any restaurant here any restaurant at all and you mention that you have a food allergy the chef you're not dealing with the server now you're dealing with the chef the person who's cooking your food comes to the table Mm -hmm. make sure they get that information Um, that's not just a customer service thing that's a we don't want to get our butts sued off into next week thing yeah so yeah. I think they offer it because I know when I order, they'll ask if I want to speak to a chef and I say like, no, I already know what I want because they already have like an allergy friendly menu I can go off of. They have to mark it in their system for quick service that uh, I declined the chef consultation. So it's kind of like them protecting themselves. saying now, I declined. Has that been the experience you've had out here doing quick service? Um, yeah, I think I haven't really, I, I want to say like, I've done it I'm more often out here than for quick service in Florida because usually we eat at uh, table service and they always have that menu, that allergy menu. And they ask, you know, I'm sure they have something in the back where they click saying, like, I declined it because they do uh, offer saying, do you want to speak to a chef or are you OK going off the menu? And I'm like, no, I'm fine. I can go off the menu. And then they'll go, OK. In in certain ways, Disney World is a little bit more careful about certain things. Like, I don't know if they do this anymore, but I remember when I first brought Katrina, they would actually bring out when they when she said she had an allergy, they would actually bring out a book that would show you the different brands that of everything that she was eating. Like, oh, here's here's the company that makes the bun. Here's the company that makes the meat patty. You know, like they showed her like all the all of the the brands in a book and so we've never had anything the, like that um, in the, the nutritional information book i think is what you're talking about that all the locations so. used to have and that has, that disappeared a yeah. few years ago used to be in world that you could go to a counter service restaurant and say i want to see the nutritional information on this dish this dish this dish and they would pull out a book and it would show you all the macros for that particular dish they no longer do that um why I don't did. know, but they don't. But overall, I thought the experience of using mobile ordering at Disneyland was seamless. With that one exception of our one friend, something happened. Um, for the rest of us, it was a seamless. Well, and we we it, you know that was uh, what four of us that ordered in that one order that you made because me, five. you, Katrina, t- yeah. So so there were five of us, and it included two different things with. You know, special instructions, and there was nobody got anything wrong. No, everything so, was. Oh yeah, I forgot, yeah. JJ was it? Yeah, everything was right. So, um, overall, 
I mean, Bengal barbecue, amazing. And being able to do the mobile ordering, especially on a busy day in oh, that yeah. park. Uh, yeah. Save you a lot of time. Save you a lot just of time. Just imagine like the ice cream line. If you're going to like Gibson Girl, how long that can possibly get and you just do mobile ordering. You can just probably walk up and grab your ice cream while everybody else is still waiting in line. Mm. It's yeah. I want ice cream totally right worth now. it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah. <laughs> now I'm craving ice cream. Um, all right. So while we're talking about food, let's move on to uh, our discussion about the Fantasmic dinner package that we did. Um, uh, it's no secret I'm not a fan of the Blue Bayou restaurant. I have not had good experiences there for quite a while. But every so often I like to go back, um, A, because something may have changed, and B, because I'm a glutton for punishment. Um, so we had set this up. We were a party of uh, seven. S- yeah, seven. Yeah. And uh, we, we had set it up for a 4.30, so an early dinner. Yeah. Um, and keep in mind that... This is a $70 per person prefix menu. Uh, you have options, um, but you have a special menu that you order from with certain items. It is $70 for appetizer, main course, dessert, and a non-alcoholic beverage. Um, there are some of the appetizers that are a $5 upcharge. There's a beet salad, crab hush puppies, and a whole spice shrimp appetizer. All of those are a $5 or $5 additional. Um, so let's start and, and then you, you get, you, you have your meal and you're given, um, I, I forgot to bring it in with me. You're given a oh, the cushion, a seat cushion, <laughs> a phantasmic themed seat cushion. It's got a cool pattern on it. It does have a cool, it's a cool cushion. Well, I, yeah. But it, it, it alarmed me immediately because I was like, why am I going to need this seat cushion? Cause you're going to be sitting on the ground yeah. when you have, when you watch phantasmic. But we'll get to that part. Let's start with the meal. Uh, let's start with you, Katrina. What did you order? Uh, for the starter, I got just their normal salad, uh, their Blue Bayou house salad with the dressing on the side. Um, and then I do not like blue cheese, so I ordered no blue cheese and uh, no pecans. And uh, and so when they brought it out, I, it was kind of plain because they pretty much like left everything off my salad. Uh, you know, but it was just fine. It was the same. It's like a, just normal house salad with like was it frisee. Uh, lettuce with a like I think a little bit of like romaine and uh, iceberg, so it was simple. Um, and then for the main entree, I think that was like by far the best value. Uh, I got the surf and turf with uh, my uh, fillet with medium, and they cooked it perfect medium. And I uh, the your like the potatoes, potatoes they had like a so good was it the oh grand potato yeah Rhino had a couple bites of mine and it's like delicious cheesy spicy has like onion and oh, it was so good. And then the the vegetables, they were fine. They were just like, um, what was it? Uh, green beans and little zucchini. So and they're fine. There's nothing to rave about. But uh, and then for dessert, uh, all I could have was the uh, sorbet or the creme brulee. So I went for the creme brulee, and it was uh, the custard was really good, but just the top sugar part wasn't my favorite. It was just um, like too sugary. Uh, I don't know what kind of they use like a different kind of sugar to cook the top part, but I, all in all, I thought it was a great deal for what I got for the surf and turf with the, the lobster tail. Because the lobster tail was a decent size, too. Like yeah, it was. Four ounces? I think it was a four-ounce lobster tail. I'm not really sure. It looked Probably. like it. But it was delicious. I, I, I love my meal. All right. Tyler, what about you? What did you have? 
Well, I ended up going with one of the upcharge uh, appetizers, so I did get the crab hush puppies, which I thought were really good. I had never had them before up until up until this last trip. I had only had like the gumbo, which is uh, one of the standard appetizers, but the crab hush puppies were so good. They were like slightly spicy. They had that kind of cornbread batter and a little bit of crab in the middle there, and this nice little sauce on top. And it 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 was really good, and it came kind of like in a slight kind of like a salad form because it came with like some frisee and stuff in the bottom. So it was nice to have all that in one bite, and just uh, I really did enjoy that. That was probably my well, I'm not gonna say my favorite because the next part was the surf and turf again, which which you know could, it has Bernays sauce on top of it too, which is like kind of one of my favorite things on this planet, I think. And mm. um, it it was amazing. I mean that um, I think. As we get it, as you as you look at the menu, that is one of the dishes that really uh, is worth that sixty nine dollar price. Uh, not every entree, I would say, is going to be actually worth that that price. Yeah. So, um, it, it when when I just took a look at my surf and turf, and you have like the four ounce fillet and the four ounce lobster tail, it, you can't go wrong with that. It actually is super tender, really high quality meat, and. Um, those potatoes, man. They, they, like like Katrina was saying, those were just that kind of steals the show too. So it's a really really rich dinner. But then, so then uh, for my for my dessert, I had a eight layer hazelnut cake, which I thought would taste a little bit more like Nutella or something. But it was really more just like a very dark chocolate cake, and I could only have a couple bites of that because it was so incredibly rich. I mean, don't get me wrong, it was good, but. I, I I had so much already that I was like, oh, I can only do a little bit of this, and it was kind of a nice little, I don't know, palate cleanser, I suppose, um, to just kind of even out my meal, and then I only needed a couple bites, and I was done. But I, I really liked it. So, Rhino, what about you? What did you have? I um I went with the Blue Bayou House Salad, um, without the blue cheese because I'm not a blue cheese fan, but um it was fine, standard issue House Salad, nothing really to write home about special with it. Um, honestly, I was a little disappointed that there were only two options for the starters for like $70 a person. It seems like maybe they could have had a third and you didn't have to pay five more dollars for three other ones. But, um, but it was fine. The salad was fine. I got a balsamic dressing on it. That was pretty good. Um, and then I went for the entree. I went with the peered, uh, pan seared salmon, um, which came with white cheddar mashed potatoes, spinach, tomato caper relish, and a, uh, basil or block sauce. Um, and... I thought it was good, but you know all I, all I can think about is like it was you know sixty nine dollars like okay th- so if we broke it down for how much each thing costs I mean the salad I ate was probably like a less than ten dollar salad there's no way that salmon should have been more than like twenty bucks twenty five maybe at the most so I'm just starting to think like okay thirty five dollars what am I getting for dessert <laughs> like it's gonna be the best thing ever but I went with the creme brulee as well and it was. It was fine. It was just, it was creme brulee. Creme brulee is not very exciting to me. I mean, Katrina taught me about listening to the ocean with them. You you put your ear next to it and then you crack <laughs> it, apparently. I thought she was trying to listen to the ocean. Um, so um, we got that, but um, 
Pete, um, since he was he's doing the keto diet, he didn't get a dessert. So we ordered a different dessert. So I got second desserts, and um, that better was the you, be, uh, better your hips than mine here. <laughs> better your hips than I, mine. I, it's the uh, sorcerer Mickey, and um, so it's this little round cake that is made out of uh, pound cake, chocolate mousse, bananas, Foster in the center, which is uh, like kind of a cake, not like liquidy. And then uh, it had a chocolate glaze, so it looked a lot like the cakes you'd find at like Amaretz Patisserie. So it was very like shiny, and I almost thought it was gonna have like fondant and be a little dry on the inside. This dessert is – don't order any of the other desserts. Get this dessert. It was just the right amount of – like it, it was kind of the texture of bread pudding almost and it was just – it was like nice and cold. It was almost refreshing. It was light. It was I, – I, I'm still thinking about that dessert right now. When I was editing the, the video, you can watch on our, our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash says unplugged um, of us in the moment eating this. I was like, I'll fly back just for that. Um. All right. I uh, again, as I mentioned, I'm doing uh, I'm doing a keto diet right now. Uh, so, and I'm in the early phases of it. So, a very restrictive diet uh, in terms of what I can have. Uh, and I found, you know, so far doing restaurants out there and out here in world, um, not really too difficult to order things that, you know, as long as I know what I'm allowed and what I'm not, um, and I make some common sense choices. Uh, I'm able to navigate the menus pretty well. Uh, obviously, they're not as exciting, the dishes, when you have to basically strip them down to their bare their bare bones. But it also does give you an opportunity, I found, to really kind of judge how good the quality of, you know, the meat in particular or the chicken, when it's not, when you can't cover it in sauces and you can't cover it in all this sugar and other stuff and carbs... Uh, gives you an idea of like you know how good the quality of the, the the stuff is. So I also started out with the house salad. My other option was uh, New Orleans gumbo, chicken andouille sausage, uh, tasso ham, and rice. So no, I could have done the chicken, the sausage, the ham, the lift off the rice. But I figured <clears throat> let's just go with a salad, which comes with tomatoes, red onions, yellow peppers, candied pecans, blue cheese. And cranberries. So mine had blue cheese and tomatoes because the rest of it is not really keto friendly for me right now. Um, so, and I had them do a vinaigrette on the side, which I ended up not using. Um, and it was the same salad basically uh, that Katrina had. And I agree, very fresh. I mean, the, the lettuce and everything was crisp and fresh. It wasn't like old and brown and crusty. And it was blue cheese and tomatoes. You really can't screw that up. Well, I don't know, maybe you can, but they didn't. Um, for my main course, I opted for the bone-in ribeye, which was, I believe, a 16-ounce ribeye. This was a just a massive slab big, yeah. of beef. Um, gave me my protein fill for the day, which was really nice because I needed it that day. Normally, this will come with a smoked Gouda mac and cheese, a no-no on keto, um, and seasonal vegetables. So I told them just forget the mac and cheese and uh i am really a fan of can't believe this is coming out of my mouth steamed asparagus i am eating asparagus like crazy i'm love asparagus i hated asparagus for years not to mention i'm eating broccoli i'm eating cauliflower i'm eating brussels sprouts i'm eating all this stuff that i never ate before um and actually starting to enjoy it so i'm amazed by that but a nice steamed asparagus with this 16-ounce ribeye. 
And I have to say that the ribeye was better than average. Um, with nothing on it, with no Bernays sauce, which I could have gotten away with. Um, but I just wanted to see how good this steak was. It was perfectly seasoned. It was perfectly cooked. And it was delicious. Was it worth $70? Not in a million years. Yeah. Okay. This was at best a $35 ribeye. 35 to 40 tops. Now, had I been at a high-end steakhouse and this had been a high-end piece of ribeye, maybe. But we were not in any of those places. We were at the Blue Bayou. And the steak, while it was good, was still what I would consider to be a medium-quality cut <coughs> of beef. So, um, and like they said, because I'm not doing desserts, and I got to be honest, hardest part about doing keto at Disney World or Disneyland is the desserts. Um, especially when you're at a table full of people who are having it, mm-hmm. and you're sitting there sucking on your decaf, um, and it's like, uh, oh, okay. But I was glad that I didn't. Um, these guys, like I said, better their hips than mine. Um, I have no regrets. So at that point <laughs> now, at that point, you know, I'm saying to myself, no way is this worth $70. Yeah. But we really haven't experienced the entire package at this point because part of the package is priority seating for Fantasmic. Now, you may have done Fantasmic here in Orlando and think you've seen it. I promise you, you have not seen anything. Yeah. Our Fantasmic sucks. Their Fantasmic is everything. So we got... uh, it was uh, there were three separate lines for people who had done the Fantasmic dining package. There was one for people who had done the Blue Bayou. There was one for people who had done the Riverbell Terrace, and there was another one for which one was I it? Th- I think like they just do a Hungry a, Bear. Yeah, it's Hungry Bear. It's oh. like a Hungry Bear, and it's like a pre-made meal that you pick it, up and you eat somewhere else, and yeah. then they give you a ticket to go see the show. Now, important it's a boxed meal. Important, yeah. important to notice uh, to note that um, these people did not get our, our the the the, the nope. little uh, butt cushions for that. Butt cushions. Yeah. <laughs> There's no seating for this. You're sitting on the ground around Rivers of America. Um, well, I, we are the only section that had to sit down. Um, they didn't have to sit down. It's because um, we're right up in front. Yeah, and I, I, so I've seen Fantasmic from a lot of different angles here now um, because of the Diz. We, I went to the media event when they reopened it, and you know they try to put the media in a really good spot for it, and it was good. And then um, you know I have watched it in a, a VIP uh, seating area because a friend of mine, Francis, gave me um, an area there where they like put me in a chair and I watched it. I will tell you, where we watched it that night on the cushions, I was dead center, dead Mickey center. Mouse, right in front of me, the Tom Sawyer Island right there, and other than the Craig-sized giant that sat in front of me, so I had to like <laughs> really arch my back to look over his head, I <laughs> thought this was the best view I've ever had of this show. Like I saw stuff in the projections that I never even noticed before. Now, we got in about an hour early, mm-hmm. I want to say, and yeah. uh, so you're sitting on the ground albeit on a cushion, which actually helped. It did. I'm not going to lie. It definitely did, yeah. At yeah. first, you're a looking cushion, at... definitely. I'm sorry, go ahead, Tyler. 
No, yeah, I was agreeing with you. The cushion definitely helps. I've done it without the cushion, and it's just, it's just not fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, I was surprised because when you look at the cushion, you're like, okay, what am I supposed to do with this? Yeah, right. Um, but it actually helped a lot. But still, you're on the ground for an hour, um, and you know we're playing uh, heads up. We're playing heads up with our phones. The Disney edition of Heads Up, that which was, was fun, a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, and then the show starts, and suddenly you don't care where you're sitting mm-hmm. because this show is spectacular. This show is spectacular. I um, highly agree. I think I, you were like right in the show. Like you felt like when yeah. the ship was going by with the pirates and stuff, you just felt like, oh my gosh, this is like humongous compared what? to like when you're standing up and watching it. It's it's different when you're sitting down and like looking up and you're like, wow. Exactly. It gives you like that new perspective because yeah. you're like lower. It almost like, you know, even kind of because you're sitting like a child, I guess. So you're kind of like sitting down and looking up at like what you said, that right. it's just a perspective that you're like, you're not going to get that perspective any of the other places. So, I mean, unless you got there really, really early, I guess, for a fast pass and s- sat there, but you're still not going to be in the middle. So, so that's that's definitely another thing you need to think about when you're thinking about the price, the $69 price, is that the only way you're ever going to be able to sit in this area where we sat right in the front is by going to Blue Bayou. So it's it's definitely another consideration when you're thinking of the pricing. And that is why when... After that, mm-hmm. after the show, when I sat and said to myself, okay, this is the only way we're going to get this view, with that meal, was this worth $70? And my verdict on that is just barely. Yeah. Just barely. Yes, it is. If Fantasmic is a must-see for you, which it really ought to be, and you want this amazing spot to see it, um, as long as Blue Bayou can keep their food in the range that it was on this, then I can say, yes, I would recommend, can't believe these words are leaving my mouth, I would recommend Blue Bayou for this because I think you had a better experience than if you'd done Hungry Bear or uh, Rebel Terrace. Rhino, worth $70, yes or no? Um, It's like what you said. Like At first I was like, you know, when they said, oh, get there an hour ahead of time, I'm like, oh, God, we just paid for a $70 meal and then they give us this cushion and I don't have a great back. So I'm going to have to sit on the ground for a whole hour. The cushion helped. Being there with friends, playing those games helped. That show started, and I was like, I don't even remember what the price was. Like, So, right. so <laughs> that was a big factor for me. Like, that, It's not an all-the-time thing, but it's like what you said, Pete. If the food stays in that realm where it is, it could be better, but – it it, I, it wasn't terrible. It wasn't. I wouldn't say it was bad, but I, I feel like it was right on that line, like you said. But I think for the people who had the surf and turf, yeah, uh, they at, b- before the show ever started, they felt like they had gotten their money's worth. Am I right, guys? Yeah, I mean, hands down, like I completely say yes. And then also, if you do have the first showing of Fantasmic, you get kind of like three. Sh- you get like three things for it. You get the Blue Bayou, because I know a lot of people love to eat there. And then two, you get to see Fantasmic in a great view. And three, you get to see the fireworks. In, and oh, they have the projections yeah. on uh, Tom Sawyer Island. So you get to see all that. Yes, you don't get to see you know, Buzz Lightyear going in front of the castle or uh, the up house going over the castle. But honestly, if you just really want to see the fireworks and the projections, it's highly worth it. Because you get to see all that for $70. Mm-hmm. Tyler, what about you? Yeah, I mean, it, it's interesting. When 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 I was thinking about the $69 price tag, I was like, 
Yeah, I agree with you. I think it just barely works. Uh, I think that's like a good pricing for it. But then you told us the price altogether for all, what was it, seven of us? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh boy, that is actually a lot of money when I think about it. But all in all, you know, like with like with the fireworks, like with Katrina said, and the fact that you can only sit there with Eating It Blue Bayou, you get your seat cushion. I mean, you got to pick the right entree. You, you know, some of the entrees are cheaper than others. Like there's a pork chop. There's no way that's worth $69. Um, but, it, you know, I, I think it's worth it, especially if you've never been to Disneyland before or you just have never been to, uh, you know, it's been a long time because Blue Bayou, Fantasmic, these are classic Disneyland things. These are things that every Disney fan should want to check out at least once, you know. So, and uh, to me, it was worth it. And one thing that I want to point out to people, um, unlike Walt Disney World, where you really need to book this stuff months in advance, I booked this reservation for seven people at the Blue Bayou a week before we did it. Um, wow. And had no trouble getting it. Now, I don't know if that's always the case out there, but... I've never really had a big problem getting... It has been a couple of times, depending on the season, where Blue Bayou has been tough to get. Uh, but generally speaking, uh, when I've eaten there, I've not had a problem. But I did this about a week. We were there the you know very end of May. So, you know, keep that in mind. But I was able to do this a week out. I recommend doing it earlier than that. But uh, this was kind of a last-minute decision that I made. Uh so overall, I think we're unanimous in that, yes, it is worth it. Pay attention to what you order. The Surf and Turf seems to be the best deal on that menu. But the spot you get for Fantasmic mm -hmm. and the show you get to see is absolutely priceless. So that, ladies and gentlemen, will do it for this episode of our show. We hope you enjoyed it. And we'll be back with you again next week with another episode of the Disneyland edition of the Diz Unplugged. Have a great week, everybody. Bye.